teachers, I'm Carly Walton, and this is the Teach Music Online Podcast, your number one resource for innovative online music teaching. This is episode 38, how to increase your income with online group classes featuring Brandy Fort. Can you even believe it's the end of April already? I'm actually recording this episode at the beginning of the month because... Our third baby is due April 30th, so I have prepared several podcast episodes in advance for my maternity leave. If I'm lucky, when you're listening to this, I've already had the baby. Who knows <laughs> when this little person will join our family. We currently have a two and four-year-old, two daughters, a four and two-year-old, and they are so excited to have our this little baby join our family. Anyway, just wanted to give you that little update on us. Thank you so much for tuning in every week to the Teach Music Online podcast. I absolutely love the process of brainstorming, scripting, and creating these episodes for you. I also love knowing that these little nuggets of education go out into the world and into your homes where it may inspire you to shift your studio and incorporate smart methods to create the income you you desire as a professional studio, studio owner. That is my entire goal with the Teach Music Online podcast. Today's episode is with a special TMO member, Brandy Fort. When I say TMO member, it means that she is a part of the Teach Music Online annual membership program, which is a dedicated program called the Scale Your Studio System and community for helping teachers build thriving online music studios. I have loved watching Brandy go through the course, update her business branding and marketing and create more of an income for her online teaching business. Recently, Brandy has taken her online lessons to a whole other level with group theory and composition workshops. By creating her own curriculum, posting on Facebook, and teaching these classes to small groups weekly, she has managed to fill classes and create an entirely new revenue stream for her music studio. You have so much expertise in so many areas with such a wide variety that I want you to realize it does not have to be Your studio does not have to be fully devoted to one-on-one lessons every single week. In this episode and future episodes, I hope to help you see that there are many ways to create a thriving business online, not just with traditional one-on-one lessons. Brandy Fort was kind enough to join me for an interview where she shares the inspiration behind these group classes, how she created a special curriculum, and how she markets these classes. I invite you to listen to this interview with the intention of adding another revenue stream to your studio. When you listen with this intent, I know that you'll have a number of ideas that you can start incorporating into your business. Okay, let's jump right in to my interview with Brandy Fort. Hi, Brandy. So fun to have you here. Thanks so much for taking some time with me. Hi, Carly. Thank you for having me. I'm truly excited to be here. (laughs) We're going to have a lot of fun talking about all of the the many things you have going on. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. I'm ready. (laughs) So I'd love to start out by just tell us about your studio right now. Are you teaching full-time online? And tell us about the mix of age levels that you like to work with, everything about your current studio. Okay, so currently I am teaching part-time actually. (laughs) Um, And I have about 10 students right now. I have a growing waiting list. So eventually my goal is to transfer full-time, but right now, like I said, I'm part-time and I focus on working with beginners 
preschoolers ages four to five. I have young beginners starting at five all the way up to uh, 13. And then I even have some adult beginners in their 30s. So yeah, all beginners. Um, pretty much all ages. <laughs> wow. And if, I, if I'm if i remembering correctly, you joined the Teach Music Online Facebook group like a year ago or maybe even more. So you've been, have you been, cons- were you considering teaching online or, or were you teaching online pre-pandemic? Uh, so I was considering teaching online maybe yeah, pre-pandemic. Then I had a baby and I was like, I got to teach online. <laughs> I got to teach, you know, because <laughs> I wanted to transition out of my other jobs. So um, right before the pandemic, it was like fall 2019 was when I kickstarted uh, my teaching career and I was doing in-person lessons. Um, but at the same time, I was preparing for online opportunities. So I kind of set myself up in time for the when the pandemic hit. So of course, when March hit, then March 2020, I totally went, um, you know, online full time. Okay, so that is such great timing for you that you were thinking about it, that it wasn't this, I mean, it was still a shift, but that you were prepared. So what are some things that you had kind of done to prepare as you were thinking of shifting online? Just thinking of, um, well, what I had wanted to do is create a pre-recorded course, right? And provide that to parents who had uh, children who were interested in learning piano. Uh, but then that changed with the COVID. So I'm like, okay, well, forget pre-recorded. I can teach live and, you know, people want to get me live. So I went ahead and just went live. Tell us about your theory and composition classes. I was so intrigued when I saw you post in the membership that you have recently started this. You know, it's still pretty new for you also, but I would love to just hear how, first of all, what inspired that idea and then how did you go about creating these classes? So honestly, I was like, what else can I do? <laughs> I'm teaching one-on-one private lessons, but uh, what else can I do that I really know how to do well? And I pretty much was an A student in my theory class. Um, so I was like, you know what? Let me teach music theory as a component, an additional component for my existing students or for students who are interested in learning piano, but haven't quite got started yet. So it's kind of an entryway into them, you know, learning to play the instrument. So I said, hey, let me take what I learned in my college course and make it for kids. Okay, and that's what I did. I also teach out of the Wonder Keys curriculum. Um, So I kind of take from some of the ideas and games that they use and kind of incorporated that into my music theory as well. So I pretty much created this course on my own, just using the knowledge and information that I had available. And that's it. (laughs) Tell us how many weeks it is, how many lessons it is. Is it just for beginners? Kind of what's the framework? So right now, this first cohort, it consisted of uh, beginners ages 7 through 11. These students have at least played piano for a year or so, and um, their parents felt that they needed a little bit more support in their music studies. So, um, so yeah, their age group is seven to 11 and they are beginners. The course is 10 weeks. So like, I created this course on the spot. Like I was like, I'm creating this course and I, a week by week, I kind of added to the curriculum. I love so, that. Yeah, I love yeah. that so much. Cause so many yeah. people would think I need to have everything planned in advance and 
that naturally we want that because we're teachers but that is so cool you just kind of created it as you went yes yes because if i would have waited i wouldn't have create i wouldn't have went forward with the course <laughs> so every week you know i prepare say what am i going to teach this week and what am i going to teach this week based on you know the order in which um the information should be presented of course right um so it won't be confusing so yeah i just every week figure okay we're gonna go here we're gonna go here this is next this is next and they love it they love it it's 10 weeks um it was a trial at first like i said so at first i thought i was gonna do four weeks i'm like no four weeks is not enough so i extended it out to 10 weeks i got i you know after the four weeks because i did express to the parents that it's a trial i asked if they want to continue and their kids didn't want to continue which allowed for me to continue to build out the course because they're getting a years of a material almost in 10 weeks like the first year beginner theory in 10 weeks i'm condensing it down into theory and then i have a music composition piece in there to kind of make it you know fun because theory can sometimes be a little right boring so the adventures in composing i add that and we go back and forth from theory and composing Speaking okay. of composing, yeah. How many students in the class and how long is each week? So I hold four to six students per class. It's a group setting. So four to six students in the class and the classes meet once a week, uh, usually on Saturdays. Saturday and are mornings. they, are some of these students one-on-one -on -one students as well? Um, no, actually my first cohort, none of them were my original students. Um, they're all new students and after teaching now one mom is like hey I want my son to come and work with you now so yeah they're all all brand new oh that's so great do you have any I'm curious as you've gone through this has it helped you now to set like milestones that they reach as they go through the course or you know you've done it once or you're kind of building it out what are some things that you learned as you went through it that you want to add in the future so yes um i've tried what i did with this group i had a checkpoint like a quiz kind of like a mini quiz right to see that they're understanding and you know retaining the information that i'm sharing with them so it was a good checkpoint to see, hey, do you know what you're, you know what you're learning here? So I want to do that more frequently and maybe instead of just jumping from um, new concept to new concept, you know, like I do in my private lessons, we introduce a new concept and then at the next lesson, we kind of revisit and go over that con same concept again before moving into the new concept. So I just want to make sure I take the time to reinforce whatever's presented, whatever brand new is presented before going into the next new concept. Yes. yes, so you have a little bit of a review before jumping in. So I'm, I know that teachers listening are thinking, what is the structure, not structure, but how, how do you run an online class with multiple students? You know, teachers are thinking, how do I help all of them at the same time? So what are, what are some of your methods or what would some of your tips be for having multiple students in one class at the same time to make it run smoothly? So since this was my first group uh, course or class, I did have those same concerns myself. So the first thing I would say is keep the group small. You know, keep the group small. So four to six is a good number. Or even if just four, you know, two to four is even, even great because you still get some one-on-one -on -one attention. Um, you know, I have the opportunity to ask them questions. Some of them have questions some days and other days they don't. I also get a chance to hear them play. And being that the class is only 30 to 40 minutes, it's 30 minutes, but it's sometimes we go over. So 30 to 40 minutes. With a small group, you have enough time to give them the attention 
that they need and still cover the concepts, right? So if I'm only presenting one or two concepts, say if I'm talking about the musical alphabet and recognizing the notes on the staff and on the keyboard, then I'll present just that and then walk through with each student, making sure they know what those notes are, where they are on the staff and on the keyboard. So keeping the information minimal and the class size small. And how do you provide materials to the student? Is it something that you email them? Are they purchasing a workbook? How do you get them what they need for the class? So I create the workbook myself um, using Canva <laughs> and Word. Or, yeah, yeah, I have this cool little workbook. <laughs> I create it. I'll just yeah, show I'd you. love to see it. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, Canva I, is my favorite. I love Canva. Oh, it's oh great. So, and you know, like I said, it's my first trial run, so I'm like, this is it. <laughs> Simple, you know, music theory for kids. School uh, skills and tools to help you read, write, and create your own music. So I pretty much type it up myself. Um, I pull, you know, pictures or diagrams, whatever I need from, you know, online resources. And then with the composition, I have a licensed um, composition tool that I've got from the author so I can use it in my class. So as far as disseminating the information to the kids, I use Google Classroom to upload um, the workbook um, weekly and I also upload their assignments there so they can print them from the classroom themselves or you know download them and then I record our lessons so they can rewatch the video to you know learn over what we just talked about so are you using zoom is that your platform yes zoom zoom yes I and then how zoom. where I know we love zoom that's what we're using right now what do you use to upload your videos so that they have access yeah, so the videos are everything is uploaded to Google Google Classroom right now, and I'm looking to kind of move away from there because sometimes there's a little bit of technical issue, but for now it's been you know pretty good. It's been working. Yes, yes. Okay, it must be so fun to have something that you like and that you're able to, that you like to teach, and that you're able to present in a way that's fun for kids. What, what are some ideas that you have that teachers might be able to use for making theory fun? Even if it's just for a little piece of their lesson, what are some just ways, because clearly you've figured out something because the fact that they wanted to continue beyond the 10 weeks says that they're, they're enjoying it. You know, it's not something that's boring or something that they just feel like they have to do. Mm -hmm. So I pretty much do what I do with my private students. I play games. Um, you know, or I have them, like I said, we're composing. So I have them create their own songs and they like to do that. They love exploring the keyboard and creating their own motifs. And, and they, like, they like encouragement. They like to be, they like to feel like they've accomplished something. So when I give them something to do and I'm like, hey, hey, you know, rah, rah, and, and shooting for them, they love that. So I, I always try to give them some activity where they can put forth their own creativity and then share back with me. So yeah games and creativity their and own being creativity. super nice yep <laughs> <laughs> and animated you have such a bright happy face and i think that helps a lot sometimes as teachers we get so serious yeah. and we i will notice i'll look at myself and be oh my face looks very serious yes i'm talking <laughs> or listening you know and I, I look at recordings of myself gosh i should smile more and if you're not naturally inclined to do that like uh, many teachers it, it takes some practice getting used to you know being a happy person that they can look at 
Yes, and being with kids, you have to be, you know, you got to keep them engaged with that smile and that excitement. So I try to keep it there, especially on when I'm working with them. So I, I get my moments where I'm serious and I'm focused. And I have to, for my older students, I'm whipping out the rulers like, hey, 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 posture. <laughs> you know, make sure you count, you know, certain things. But for the most part, I try to keep the smile and make it fun for them. Great. A few weeks ago, we had a wonderful member, a new member, join the TMO membership. And just after one week inside the program, she shared this during our Friday Wins post. So every Friday, we have a Friday Wins post that goes out in the morning and dozens of teachers in our community will share their wins from the week. And this is what Shauna said. She said, I am so excited because I learned much this week, so much this week about technology. I just joined and already I am getting the hang of overhead web camera setup. I learned how to share screen on Zoom and how to annotate, which helped so much during lessons with students. I am less stressed because of all of this. My students were able to learn more because of these changes. <laughs> Thank you for having this course. It is so thrilling, teachers, for me to watch teachers adapt their studios and make changes and shifts that ultimately help them create a better experience for their students so that they can increase their rates and get new students. I can't wait to watch, to continue watching Shauna go through this course. This is just after one week, make changes and have the success she's looking for in her studio. Tell us about, I'm interested in a little bit more about the business side of things. What, you know, initially you might have had a price in your mind. Are you thinking of raising your prices now that you've seen how valuable it is? Or how did you come up with how to price a group class compared to your one-on-one -on -one lessons? Well, you know, with the group, you know, I wanted to give them a little bit of a discount, right? Because they're not getting that one-on-one -on -one you know, full one-on-one -on -one attention, but they are getting, they are getting me. So, and of course I wanted to consider the pockets, parents' pockets with COVID right now, <laughs> you know, and there's a lot of financial struggles here and there, but I still wanted to charge what I thought the value was. So I just kind of brought it a little bit down from what my um, standard one-on-one -on -one pricing would be, you know, a few dollars down. And, okay, uh, that's yeah. really good. That's good to hear, though, because I think some teachers might think, well, because it's a group class, maybe I should divide it by six or <laughs> by four. And I don't think that they should think of it that way. I, I love what you said about they're still getting you. They are getting your time and your expertise and your planning and preparation and still a lot of one-on-one -on -one attention during those lessons. So, you know, for teachers thinking about adding group classes, we should be looking at it as an amazing business opportunity to stack students and teach less, less hours, more students, create more income for yourself. What are you, what do you think moving forward with your studio? Are you wanting to do a lot of these? Are you going to open a new class for enrollment soon? What are you, what's your plan? Yeah. So I'm, I was thinking about that yesterday. I believe I want to have at least four to five sessions for the year. So, um, this is for 10 weeks. I can have, you know, like the beginning of this year I started in January. Then there's a spring break. So there's a break and then I'm going to start another cohort after spring break. And then summertime, I'm thinking, yep, maybe I'll do the theory class or maybe I'll do something fun where it's like a workshop. So I'm trying to see. So I may have about four sessions of the theory and 
I'm considering offering it as an extension to my existing students. You know, they're already paying, um, you know, their monthly, but maybe have it so that they can opt in to attend, almost like a chance for them to get a little bit of tutoring too, right? Come on into the, the theory class on whatever day you want to come. Um, but yes, I do want to continue to offer it throughout the year, at least four times a year. And then will you students. add like a level, a level two or a... Yeah, I, I would need to add a level two, yes, because there's so much more to learning music, right? It's a lifetime journey, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, we <laughs> haven't even gotten be to, done. No, and we're just, we haven't, you know, we're still, we haven't even gotten to all the chords yet, you know, and how to build chords, you know, seventh chords and all these other things. So, yes, I eventually will get there. Um, and as I, um, this course is wrapping up, this first session or first cohort, I'm going to take some time to look over what I did and see how I'm going to move forward. But yeah, I definitely want to maybe have a 102, like music theory 101, mm -hmm. music theory 102 type. Yes. And what's so amazing is there are so many materials online, you know, for teachers listening or watching who there are, there's so much online that people have created. You can use teachers pay teachers to find, you know, get studio license for, worksheets, composition activities, improvisation, because some teachers think they're not good enough to create a course or they think, I don't, I don't even remember all my theory. You are teaching the first year of theory and that is something we all could do in our sleep. And then we have all of this help and aid from people who've done it before us, who've created these excellent materials. What would you say to teachers who are you know, hesitant to jump in, worry, maybe they're worried about the group class atmosphere or they're worried about creating a curriculum. Yeah, don't be scared to get out there and create your group course with just know, pick something that you know. So like if it's music theory and you know the first, you know, the basics of music theory, take that and create, just create and have fun with it. Be creative. Just take the information. It's all the information is the same. Quarter notes, half notes, whole notes, right? <laughs> and then figure out a way to make it fun. Just do it. And the kids are going to love it. And just be yourself. They're going to love it. Yeah. And like you said, the resources are there. There's so many other teachers who have created resources. I'm like, I wish I could create my own resources. I don't have time, but there's, it's all there. So I can get printables from, you know, another teacher over here and songs from another teacher over here. And like I got the... Uh, adventures in composing from uh, Teach Piano today. Shout out to them. <laughs> you know, so yeah, it's so there's so much out there. So pick something and sit down, write it out, and go. How did you advertise for the first group that you had go through? Facebook, just Facebook. Yay! Yep. I didn't do Facebook ads either. I just went live and talked about it and I created a visual on Canva and said hey and some copy and said hey I'm starting my music theory class if you know parents with kids who are interested please share please share please share wow. and people signed up and you posted that on your studio page I saw you have a Facebook studio page yes on my studio page and on my Instagram page and then on my personal page too but yeah <laughs> it's such a great way to test it out to test out the interest Mm -hmm. to to gauge you know to gauge how many people might be interested in something like that is to just put it up on Facebook you didn't have to do you know any kind of ads or an email campaign or anything and you said all of them were new at first and one of them's taking from you now but they were all new yes all new all brand new I wanted to talk about 
your favorite technology for online teaching as okay. far as either organization you mentioned google classroom what's your setup with cameras do you have a setup beyond what you're using now kind of what are some of your favorite tools so right now i simply use my thinkpad it's a pc device and then i have a uh, phone mount that i clip to the side of my piano here so i can give the students an overview of my hands if i need to you know more so for my older students the younger students seem to be doing well without seeing my hands <laughs> um, and then i have my little earpiece with the microphone and that's it that's it and zoom and that's it and your external microphone too tell yes, us what yeah. that one is so i'm using the blue <laughs> this new blue uh external microphone and i just got it so i haven't even used it for my lessons yet but it now that great. I, so now that i have it i will use this to speak um you know and then i'll use this to listen to you know with my listen to them play so yeah that's it and some lights <laughs> your, your studio space looks really great and i wanted to mention that because it looks very clean and simple there's no clutter and that's a big part of advertising when you run a studio and you eventually you're going to start posting some videos of your group classes maybe a screenshot of the students on the screen. And mm -hmm. as the teacher, we first of all have to have a happy face, but second, most important would be your studio needs to look good. Yes. <laughs> Yours looks great. I try, I try, thank you so much. Yeah, I try. I keep my books organized, so when I have my students, I grab them and know what I need and then put them back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope that you can go full-time soon. Is that on the horizon for soon 2021 <laughs> yes it is because i want 40 students 40 students will be nice um which is like a 20-hour work week right so yes i could really use that teaching i'll say 20-hour teaching and then the rest will be administrative however i you know spread that out but yes i really really want to move towards full-time teaching and um if i can once i do that this year i'm not gonna say if once i do that this year <laughs> i'm gonna be so happy <laughs> <laughs> And you, I wanted to also ask, you joined Teach Music Online a couple of months ago. Well, you've been a part of things for a while, but you mm -hmm. joined the, pro the program officially just at the end of last year. What, how, how have you enjoyed it? What are some things that have helped you make this transition to being full-time? Oh, yes. Teach Music Online is a great, great place to be. Thank you, Carly, for creating that space for us teachers newbies like me and those who have been teaching forever <laughs> but you definitely have helped me to get organized with my online studio just with the simple um you know getting my my documents set up and providing templates to help know what to say you know to my parents um, but one thing i really really like was the inquiry process where you get new students wanting to onboard and you help to provide that template or that uh yeah, pretty much a template on how to onboard your students. Oh, I love it. The the letter sending out, it's just, it's it's very efficient, very proficient, and the parents fill it out, they get it back to you, and then you just walk through the process, and then, hey, they're in. It's, it's not no extra long, drawn-out process. It's, hey, you're interested, fill these questions out, tell me a little bit about you, let's have a meet and greet, trial lesson. Do you want me to teach your daughter or son? And if yes, let's sign up. If not, then okay. <laughs> so yeah, you provide great tools to get us started and to keep us organized. 
and I'm still in the class. I have some other sections I got to finish um, working through, but I've been so busy teaching. I haven't even come back to class. <laughs> you are, you are, I'm excited for you to get to phase three, which is all marketing to really zero in on your messaging and your branding because by the time you get there you're going to have a better idea of how you want to brand your studio and then you're so already using utilizing Facebook but I talk a lot in there about expanding your reach so how to do a lot of that marketing without ads but utilizing the internet to use the internet and to use that resource as a way to reach students everywhere so I'm really excited as you you know get into that throughout the year that's going to be fun for you to to dive into yes and then I'll get my 40 students <laughs> yes so yes. fast it's on the way <laughs> thank you so much Brandy this was so fun where can teachers find you if they want to connect with you or learn more about your group classes all right you can find me on Facebook at Brandy Fort Piano Studio or Instagram Brandy Fort Piano Studio or Twitter Brandy the Pianist I also have a website brandyfort.com so, yeah. you got your name Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. So name. many people want their name, you know, at, with a dot com. That's great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. This was so fun. All right, thanks for having me. And I'll see you soon, Carly. Who is your business coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I created a virtual course and coaching membership called Teach Music Online that I want to invite you to join me in. With 60 plus videos, online teaching certification, monthly live group sessions, hundreds of hours of recordings, and online forums, you'll know exactly how to create a thriving online business that gives you the flexibility and freedom that I know you deserve. Plus, you'll have the support of hundreds of like-minded teachers along the way. So when you're ready to really take what you're learning on this podcast, the 10X level, then come check out the Teach Music Online membership at teachmusic.online forward slash membership. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have an amazing week and as always, happy teaching.